and welcome to the latest episode of the Lock In Podcast, this time in lockdown. We're recording again in the eerily empty Lockhart Tavern, which is obviously closed, although they are doing a thriving takeaway operation. With me as ever are my co-hosts, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. You may recognise Heath from his many appearances of late, appearing in The Sun, Mail, Metro and Russia Today, and possibly those who follow him on his OnlyFans account. James is perhaps a little less high profile than Heath, but that's primarily for legal reasons. Are the police still ringing, or is that? I mean, no, stop now. Yeah, to get us good. Maybe don't ride your bike. Uh, in. <laughs> that's for later. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that later. So, uh, I mean, Heath, we've got to talk about it, haven't we? You, you literally have become a massive media whore of late. Um, you're everywhere. I mean, you do keep sending me links to these things, which uh, is, is good fun. I do enjoy reading all these great stories about you, but I mean, why? What have you done? I, well, I don't know if you've seen it, if those who've seen it will understand, but um, when the government said you must phone ahead your orders, I was just like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. Surely none of these guys have ever worked in a pub or been to a pub to place an order, you know, texting, it's just it's another obstacle, and I was really frustrated at the government. I thought, what a load of shit. So um, I went on Amazon and bought two intercom phones and went and got a lead and just basically joined these two phones and put one down the end of the driveway and one in the, our little takeaway shed, and customers can basically pick up the phone, buzz us, and we'll pick up the other end, and they can place their order. Um, I didn't realise how funny it was. I just I was just taking a piss, but um, it got picked up by quite a few net news networks and... Um, you know, you know, you've hit the big time when Russian state media want to come and interview and film you. So, yeah, it's, it was, it was. I was just taking the mick out of the government, really, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of a bit crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing the Russian uh, dubbed version of Heath's voice, which uh, is uh, is going to be interesting. It's the Antipodean James Bond villain, I reckon. You wish. <laughs> I'm thinking more Ivan Drago. Yeah, yeah. Well, from yeah. Rocky. Rocky. From Rocky. Yeah, I'm like yeah. half his size. Yeah, but that's still, what makes it funny. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the support. <laughs> and is anyone actually using this phone now? Because they uh, are. They are. I think. I think the thing is, you know, I've had some freaks. You know, not freaks, but concerned citizens who customers. Customers. <laughs> <laughs> who were concerned about the high, you know, how hygienic it is and COVID. You get a job with the FA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who are concerned about how hygienic it is to use the phone? And I'm like, well, you don't. Are you, are you actually cleaning it? Yeah, we, we leave them wipes and stuff. But oh, they have to clean. They have yeah, to but clean. I, but I saw some money about that. It's, it's, it's a virus. You know, it, uh, why you got cleansing wipes? They don't realise the point is that people put their hands to their mouths and hands to their eyes. Oh, it's like, it's just, it's just, well, people have a lot of I, But I think, yeah, I think, like, if you're scared, WhatsApp us or call us on your phone. Um, but then a lot of people just have a laugh. They've, I think it's a bit different in London. I think, it, like, I don't know how the rest of the country is. I see it down in Hayward's Heath. They're just a bit more, they don't really know there's a virus going on. But in London, everyone's tired of it and they just want their lives back so people just want to laugh and they're sick and tired of being stuck at home and screaming kids and all that they just want to have a laugh so <laughs> you're, you're sick <laughs> I'm speaking, sorry, I'm speaking <laughs> for yourself <laughs> asking for a friend <laughs> um, so I just think everyone you're just having a laugh and it, you know it could end up like one of those attractions in mid, Midwest America where you've got this giant ball of string and remember people last night just coming by to have a laugh and take a photo and have a mulled wine and go so you've become a, a, a landmark based on uh, some dodgy phone connection. Yeah, but listen, it could be worse. I tried to get red phones, so it was like the bat phone, but I couldn't find any red phones, so, yeah. But I, still, I still think it should have been two cans of the piece it of string. It can't, because you wouldn't be abiding by the law, Ed. I'm a law-abiding citizen. You've never been a law In Greece. Or... <laughs> In many countries. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's let's talk about lockdown then. Um, I mean, we've been in it what now? A week? Uh, pretty much bang on the week, isn't it? So, yeah. how's it? How is it going for for you guys at the moment? I think it's it's obviously different this summer. In summer, it was one big festival. Everybody was going to the parks and getting beers and margaritas and all sorts of cocktails and going and having fun. It was really festive and it was different. Um, this time, it's cold, it's dark, it's miserable. Um, everyone's battle worn. They just they want their lives back. And I think you know it's it's really difficult this time. And I think you can see it in London. People aren't really abiding by it. They've had enough. And so yeah, oh, it's, it's the same down here. I mean, I, I was yeah. in uh, on Hove in Hove at the weekend and just went for a walk along the seafront along with about Packed. forty billion other people. Yeah, and just sitting on the beach. I mean, you know, <clears> drinking <throat> cans and beers. And it, I mean, it just doesn't. Well, it doesn't feel make, like a lockdown. Lockdown doesn't make sense then, does it? No. You know, I mean, everything. The only thing that's shut is gyms and pubs. Yeah. Like seriously, you know, one's really good for mental health, pubs, and the other one's good for your physical health. You know, and I just we're just killing it. Enough's enough. Stop. What about you, James? How are you finding it? Um, I think it's different the second time around. I think people just don't believe it. I don't think they're, they've bought yeah. in at all. I thought some of the chaos around some of the um, the rules, um, I'm talking pubs specifically with this whole um, pre-order thing, I think the government made themselves a bit of a laughing stock, if honest. Um, I think they've shown themselves to be... Well, I, think, I think as a trade, we've shown ourselves either the government are ignorant or it's highlighted that we don't actually get to influence the highest echelons because... To come up with this pre-order piece of work shows a complete lack of understanding. And um, and I think on that basis, they've lost the trade. Mm-hmm. So I think that people were... Whereas, I, you know, I was the first to say, I thought that um, Rishi Sunak had done a great job with the furlough and the, the grants and all the rest at the start of it. I thought that was great. Um, but I think now they've lost our respect a little bit because it's just, it's just bloody ridiculous. Um, and what, what amazes me is, I, th- I can't remember, the BBPA, I think it was back in you know, many years ago, talked about how many of the FTSE 100 chief execs had worked in the pub trade growing up, mm. um, you know, uni and what have you. But clearly they weren't bloody listening or paying any attention. Because, they were kids, they weren't paying um, attention. If those guys that were in, have gone to, you know, to be our decision makers, be our influencers, and, and presume some of those in their government, they've really not got it. They've really not got how this thing works. And I know that... Um, it's very easy that our world is is just hospitality and we look at that and not look at anything else but it's bloody disappointing to think that they thought that was okay and I, I you know for the likes of Kate Nichols and the other guys that are doing their very best um, it must be soul destroying because it, it, it's clear there's a massive blind spot mm. um, for us here and we are of, you know we are big employers we know mm. next to the NHS we're massive um, those guys are busy obviously um, but we're doing our best and, and I think that I, I just think there's been a there's been a real blind spot for us I think I mean for me I think the pre-order thing it, it was almost an afterthought wasn't it I think they said no alcohol they, they mm. just they went well, whatever I'm assuming that most of the advisors in government sort of a Methodist or you know, work for some kind of teetotal organisation yeah. but there was no alcohol then obviously they had to sort of come up with some back sort but of but did they say that they, out loud pre- wow surely like okay I've got an idea <laughs> Like, if we sat around the table now and said that, you'd just look at me and go, hey, shut up. Like, surely someone said, Boris, mate, like, you're having a laugh. You can go to Sainsbury's, you can buy beers. Like, we, we can't pass maybe, this. Maybe they, maybe they don't have as many shares in pub companies as they do in the, uh, the big retailers. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's the unfairness was that, and everyone sort of, you don't want to be squealing like a bitch, you know, that you, your industry's been, you know, harsh than the others. But you're right, Heath, and that's, that's the point, is that Sainsbury's and all the rest of them are just loving it. 
and, and uh, you know, actually Sainsbury's posted really bad figures, but um, some of the other Good guys... example, you know, that yeah, <laughs> always like to take the top there, you know, <laughs> the top of the tree. But, you know, how is it fair that they can walk in, you know, guys can walk in and buy what they want, but not from here, real ale? And, and again, what you don't realise is the massive amount of wastage that comes. We ran quite tight going into lockdown too, because we thought it might happen, mm. and we didn't get caught as bad as the first time. But, you know, you've got to feel for guys that are out there... Um, with a massive amount of wastage and not being able to deploy it into the customers. Mm. Um, so I don't I understand what the government has against pubs or hospitality. I really like you don't. said the other day, it's like they've not told us. They've waged war but not told yeah, us. Yeah, they've started a war. Well, it's it, it, it doesn't sit right, does it? Because you, you look at the start and like you said, you know, they, they ploughed a lot of cash in. They mm. gave great support. They did the Eat Out to Help Out scheme, right, mm. or wrongly. All these things, you know, the huge amounts of support. And then it's almost as if somebody sort of taps them on the shoulder and said, what are you doing? Mm. And they've just mm. turned the taps off. And it's and it's gone the opposite way, mm. and, and now we seem to have gone back to this kind of anti-pub type mentality. Yeah, it's like being prohibition. It's like they want to shut us all down. Mm. What is it? Twelve thousand mm. pubs are at risk. Mm. You know, like they're destroying people's livelihoods. Mm. You know, really, mm. enough's enough. And the challenge is, I mean, some <clears> of the pubs are. I mean, there's the, some great businesses that are going yeah. to struggle and go under. We've seen some of those already. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's actually the, those. Um, Sort of wet like community pubs that are that are really important yeah. within their communities that did such great things mm. for, uh, as we looked at with the Great British Pub Awards. But I mean, those are the ones that are, are seem to be sort of mostly suffering the most mm. out of this. And well, yeah, wet lead businesses, you no support. Yeah, except those grants. But that was the first time. Around. But the grants only just paid off the bills, really paid off the, the mm. for the stock that was that was done for the staff. For, mm. You know, all that stuff, wasn't it, really? I mean, they didn't... They, they, they helped keep things moving, but... I think get us back open. Enough's enough. I mean, Let us open that, up. I mean, what, what, what's trade like at the moment? How, how are you finding it so far? Difficult. It was better in the summer, like I said, because yeah. there was people moving around and, you know, life was great because you're outside in the sun. Mm. Um, it's going to be an interesting month. We've got four pubs, two are closed, two are open. Yeah. You know, and the two that are open are trading lovely, but they're open... Because they have a dynamic about them that allows social distancing, it allows takeaway, mm. uh, developed, you know, sits within chimney pots, um, and it and it kind of works. But I think this whole thing just comes back to, you know, if you're at risk, stay at home. Oh, if you're not, then it's about risk management. And I think mm. what people aren't accepting is a directive from Boris and the team now as to how they should live their lives. Mm. Mm. Um, it's too much. I mean, this, this lockdown compared to the previous one. I mean, what 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 are your sort of uh, what are the big differences you've noticed? Well, everybody of... bought into it, didn't they? The yes. first time everybody bought into it. Okay, we, mm. this is we've got to save ourselves. We've got to save the nation. Everybody stay at home, and they did. And it was a bit of a novelty. Now it's like, come on, seriously, mm. enough's enough. But I think the red line. You know, you developed a, a trade up in North London there, didn't you? Yeah. Um, during the first, we didn't do um, takeaway down here in, in Sussex, mm. but people have adapted. When we we, we did a, for about a week down here in the first lockdown, and we, we binned it because we just didn't think it was safe, doable, whatever. But people have, you know, really thrown themselves in. So I think if there's any brightness from it, it's that actually, you were probably pretty much that um, golf courses road. Yeah. No, they weren't. <laughs> damn it. Um, but you know, people have accepted actually. There's a takeaway element to pubs now. So if there's any glimmer of light, is that actually people will t- do takeaways from pubs if you do it right. Mm. I'm sure we'll come on to talking about that. But, and so. they support you. I think, you know I mean, people really... They do. You had that. Yeah, you know. a lady the other day, she came in and she was like, hi, are you open? I said, not really, you know, we're opening in a couple of hours. She goes, oh, well, can I get some wine or whatever? I said, yeah, sure. 
She was what she else? rung in first. She used the phone. Yeah, of course, she yeah, she from the end of the drive and kept on into the drive and, and wiped it down. Yeah, of course. She, yeah. But she's just like, yeah, I just want to help. Whatever I can do to keep you guys here because we, we want you to be here. And I think yeah. there's a lot of that. They, you know, and they can see how unfair the government's been on us now. You know, go back to it. Open us up. Let us do what we do well and trust us. You know, mm-hmm. the government don't trust us, and I don't think they believe in our industry. And I think they're just they're out to destroy it for whatever reason. And I think not the paranoid. No, I'm not being paranoid, but you give us the heat, you know, all these schemes and stuff. My staff don't want to be on furlough, they want to be working. Mm. They don't want to sit home. There's nothing on Netflix anyway. No, we've, we've rinsed Netflix through the other one. There's not much left. You know, and, and TV's not getting made because they're all, because of COVID, so there's running out of shows, you well, know. apart from Russia Today coming and filming, they make it a bit of television. But I, I do think there's a, there's a sort of, there's a quorum at a, a government level that just isn't getting it. I think your local MPs do get it. I think they are in touch more with the, the local people. But business. how can they not understand mm. pubs? Like, I, I'm a foreigner, right? But I, I, I can see how important they are. And, you know, you, you can talk about the, the, you know, the bad and all the stuff that goes with them, but they're so important in this country. Mm. And they're just... Well, they're a massive part of the tourism. Yeah, and they're destroying it. Yeah. They really are. Just, but, but I think it must be that small group because you look at our local MP down here, Mims Davis is our MP in Haber yeah. In Mid Sussex, and, and you know, we're just doing a piece at the moment about you know promoting local breweries, pubs, and what we're doing for charity and all that sort of stuff. So there's an understanding at grassroots level, mm. but of a real issue. At, we need uh, how we, do we translate know, that through? Well, though, we need an MP for pubs, in, don't we? We need. A, we well, need yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's campaigns for that, isn't there? Then, I mean, we do technically, apparently, have Who? a pubs minister. I've lost track. Well, we have two but, at but, one but, point, but, they, but, but there's your point. You know, yeah. you're leading journey. You don't know who they are and what they're doing. I mean, it's just. That's always been the problem, is that we have... Health um, minister. No, but, but, you know... You, what was that gesture you made? <laughs> I think he was uh, cocktail making. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I, I think that there's just not that understanding at that high level of what we're about. What we're really about. But and how, if they don't understand it, I wouldn't let them in. But frankly. I don't understand how Boris Johnson and the rest of his cronies grew up in this country and don't love pubs. But and Boris not want to support pubs, doesn't he? I mean, he's happy to sit in one and... Private members clubs, well, the fans uh, of those. So. Yeah, well, after after hours, apparently. So I hear. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Not during lockdown, surely. Yeah, yeah, during lockdown, so I hear. But I'm not going to say anymore. Well, on that bombshell, um, let's move swiftly on, shall we? Let's see. You're listening to the Lock-In Podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson. So we're going to have a a chat about takeaway operations. Um, I mean, we've seen a huge surge in this uh, during the last lockdown and this lockdown as well, even more so in this lockdown. So then people that learned lessons previously have now applied it. I mean, James, you said you didn't do a takeaway at the Lockhart first time round, mainly because you're a chicken. Second time round. <laughs> no, lazy. Uh, lazy, lazy. Sorry, lazy. lazy. Yeah, let's get, get it right. right. Let's get it right. Uh, couldn't be asked. Um, and you're doing it this time round. So, I mean, what's what's happening? And why why have you why why have you doing it this time when you didn't do it last time? I think there's so much uncertainty. I um, there was a the first time around. It was like it was a big monster scene. You know, you open your front door. Someone's be standing there giving you COVID. No one knew what it was going to be. Uh, staff were worried. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a big hospital nearby, so some of our staff also had jobs in, in the local hospital, so there was lots of concerns over that. Um, and it was a sense of the unknown. I mean, I felt that we, we got a grant here and we paid all our suppliers straight away, paid our rent straight away, so we cleared our decks, and it was a case of, um, let's wait and see. Let's mm-hmm. just wait and see what this does. Um, maybe the guys are a bit more fragile down this way, but um, there wasn't a need to 
didn't feel necessarily was a need to just go straight into trying to trade. Let's just have a little well, look. Was there a demand, <clears throat> do you think? For well, it? we opened for... We, we kind of knee-jerkly did, like, take away to start with, and there was a bit. Mm. There was a bit, but I, I think culture's changed a bit. I think if you look at this period, it's actually going to... Th- going to give us, if it's anything positive, the fact that pubs can do takeaway well, some, and can do drink takeaway well. Um, real ale can be taken home. Um, you know, breweries have found a new revenue stream. Um, so I think, you know, that'll be a positive thing that comes out of it, really. Mm. Um, so I don't think it's all bad. Mm. Um, but this time around, so reopening now, in lockdown two, people are just absolutely banging the door down to get the favourites, the things they love, the beer they love, Mm. Um, so there's a confidence in that really um, that you know real ale can be drunk at home mm. that you can still have your 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 um, your favourite dishes at home um, we've kind of put an all star menu together of things that people love but <clears throat> doesn't happen easy you know yeah. it doesn't happen easy without expense without um, you know making sure that you work on the dishes that can travel mm. those that that can't you need to be strict to yourself and say they just can't travel because you've got to allow for 20 minutes in a in a box that food sweating like steaks for example I mean you've got no chance of getting a steak right mm-hmm. in delivery um, but be strong enough you know in that basis we've just looked at things that we think will travel we've spent a lot of money on the right takeaway stuff not just takeaway stuff but the right stuff that mm-hmm. won't have you've got things like fries you know in chips that, that won't you don't want them sweating in a box um, you want to get a container that does that right so I don't think it's a bit it, it reminds me a bit I just, I just think you've got to do it right. You know, you've got to invest in the the time and the effort to get yeah. the right packaging and actually accept that you're going to give away some of your margin. Not as much as you would if you go to a delivery company, but you're going to do... You've got to do it right, eh? Well, you, well, I mean, we'll, you're, you're more experienced we'll, than we'll me. We'll come on to those kind of technicalities and, and, and the issues around delivery and things in a minute. I mean, Heath, you, you, unlike James, you weren't lazy. You dived right in and, uh, and cracked on with it. So, I mean, what... What gave you the well, we took confidence? The red was different, right? Yeah, I, ju- I it's think. Right, James, you were just lazy. We were yeah, I just think a. I never like if you ever watched that TV show House with Hugh Laurie, and um, he one of his catchphrases was "Everybody lies," and I apply that to most things in my life. And when the government said they were closing down, and there was no time frame on that, and I thought I can't afford, you know, the way furlough was going to work and the payments, and unless you had big cash flow behind you, you couldn't really sustain it. So. Yeah, and I can't sit still anyway at the best of times. So I thought, well, I'll go straight in the... You know, I know I have like, great local sport in Highgate, so I went straight in the takeaways and the deliveries from day one. I think the 21st, the 12 o'clock, we were ready to go. Um, but, yeah, I think it's an, it was a necessity of survival. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always been that for me, like, to survive. And I've got wife and kids and, you know, I've got staff to look after, so it was about paying bills. And, yeah. um, and I didn't How's qualify... How's that new car, by the way? So, yeah, it's good, thank you. <laughs> um, and I didn't qualify for um, government grants. So... No. You know, I mean, that 25 yeah, grand, course, you know, yeah. it, was, it was a load of shit because I would have taken 25 grand all day long. Just that would have helped cleared so much, but we didn't Big turnover houses didn't get it, did they? Yeah, that was no, the great no. crime. You know, the more successful... Yeah, the, the bigger employer, the more successful, didn't get it. And that Rate, rates are success tax. Yeah. The more, the busier you are, the more rates you pay. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, we should have got... We should have got... If they're going to give out grants, and I don't agree with the grant system, I think, you know, we... 
I don't know, I'm just a bit like that. Like, I'd rather, I don't, because I know they're going to give it to us now and then they're going to come hard later. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. amount of tax, my, I, can, I can't wait to see my daughter's pay slip in 30 years' time and it'll be COVID 19 tax. Mm. It's going to be there for a long time. So you'll presume she's getting a job. I was going <coughs> to say, that's Because I'm not sure that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Vegas will employ She's going to be living, living <laughs> off daddy for the rest of her life. Oh, well, let's not hope so. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went straight into takeaways and it's worked really, it's been really successful for us. But it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do, do it properly. So, I mean, let's 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 look at that then, because I mean, it's a hard thing to do. And James, you've touched on that a little bit. You're talking about the packaging and, and getting thing, getting the right. How how do you arrive at a getting the right packaging and, and getting the right products? I mean, was it just trial and error? What what took me through I the process? I think with a decent operator with a bit of common sense, you kind of know what travels and what doesn't. Yeah, but to say that, I I during lockdown, I ordered um, takeaway from Rocker in Charlotte Street, mm-hmm. um, and they delivered up to I gate, which is great. But I got the food, and it, you know it was all pretty packaging. But it was all, the food was all cold. Like granted, it's a long way, but it was all cold. It was sushi, right? No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't travel well. No, no. It, no. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and one thing I was like, it's packaging. You know, and I, somebody who does get a lot of takeaways. Um, I, it was always about packaging and how to make it. You know, so I spent a lot of time mm. looking at stuff and, and just. Are you aiming to deliver it hot then? Yeah, yeah. 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 So because I, I know some places are doing sort of. To table, table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I think if you're like a lot of my customers who are who are elderly, they don't want to fire up their oven. I don't make. I them. saw this the other day. I saw someone, uh, you know, really bad takeaway roast Sunday roast, and it was like, oh, you've got to finish the potatoes in the oven. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah, but I think, but, but I, get, I get where they're coming from. So an option, yeah, but, yeah, but, I, get, I get where they're coming from. Yeah. But I know my father would never fire up the oven. No. He wouldn't want to do that. So he'd no. probably put it in the microwave, mm. and then he's going to go. Oh, the potatoes are shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but that, that, that thing is about that's about maintaining your relationship through lockdown. Maintaining your standards. Your yeah, but, that, but that's the hard thing about it. I it's never, hard. It's not, I never wanted to do takeaway ever because it's really hard giving the people that, that experience in the pub. But mm. now you know, I mean, through necessity, you've like I'm. Where I think we, we deliver really good takeaway food. And I, and I'm always researching. I think the big thing was with packaging, I was always researching. Mm. And I was trying to find, see what other people do. I was ordering off other companies. And early on. Yeah, and seeing yeah. What, what was going on and just spending time on the internet. I mean, that's a, it's a good point, isn't it? Ultimately, there's, a, there's lots of takeaway businesses out there that have been doing this for a long time. You know, and, yeah. But have a look what they're doing. Like pie that. Yeah, yeah, but have a, have a look, exactly. But surprisingly, you, you forget how bad takeaways are. Mm. Like, not mm. very few company. Like, if you go and order off Yoacha, Chinese restaurant down in, you've got a few sites, their packaging is amazing. Mm. So, you know, people actually think about it. Motu, yeah. the Indian restaurant, which is part of JKS restaurants, mm. they, they're packed, you get it, and it's beautifully packaged. What well, about the costs of packaging, though? I mean, how, how well, what's th- the this, costs are we th- looking at? Well, this looking? time around, I, the first time around in lockdown, I dropped all my prices on my food. To encourage, you know, thing. This time, I've kept them all the same because the packaging is expensive. You know, the big box I use for the, the packaging, to go in, to, yeah, is one pound fifty. Is going to, yeah, yeah. Right. And then you've got all the other packaging and everything else, and um, yeah. So this time, I haven't dropped my pricing. I've kept my pricing the same. Right. As okay. if, if you, as if so you were, as dining. If you were eating in. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. But well, I, like I, financially, I had to. Yeah. But also, you're confident that they get you. The delivery is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, and we, and we we don't use third parties, so we do it all ourselves. So I employ staff, someone bikes, someone their mopeds, and I'm keeping them employed. And we can control the flow to the kitchen, and we can control the deliveries. The amount of times I've had deliveries from third party companies where they turn up and they, the food's just been like it's they don't get they don't care. It's up yeah. in the washing machine. Yeah. Or something. yeah, and my staff care. They'll make sure the food's there and it's hot, and they do it quickly. And we control the flow. And they'll recognise the staff. The customer recognise. Yeah, the amount of deliveries I've done where they've gone, oh, it's the owner. Oh. Mm. 
And they should hope it's someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I hope he's washed his hands. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a shower today from, from Russian state media, <laughs> comrade Ball. <laughs> I mean, so when it comes to delivery, then um, I mean, how, how have you addressed that? How what are the practicalities? I think you've got staff doing it. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we do we sort of say in six postcode, and then you know people who go well actually in nineteen it's the bottom of this, and but we have you know people answering the phone to myself or managers, and we, we sort of know who's who and we know where they are and. We sort of, you know, the, the, the support from the regulars has been amazing. Mm. Like, really, really, mm. you know, it's been unprecedented. It's been so, so just sometimes, you know, brings a tear to my eye. Really? <laughs> no, not really. No, <laughs> um, but no, it's been amazing. So and you don't have to deal with them in sight as well, which is... Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bonus, you know. <laughs> and you can drink while you're working. Joke. Uh, but yeah, no, it's <laughs> good. Says. It's good because, you know, we, we sort of, we're, we're really there and it's we're on the ground and we're not... We're not using Deliveroo or Just Eat or anything like that. It's our team. It's our people, all employed. I want as many staff off furlough as possible. Mm. I want people working. Mm. I don't want them sitting at home getting lazy. I, I, you know, mm. I need to keep them engaged mm. in the business. And, and here at the Lockhart, James, are you doing delivery or is it purely collection? Uh, purely collection. I'm asking for myself that. Yeah. <laughs> you can do with a walk. <laughs> My worry is you can't walk so quickly enough to get it's it home. Been a long, long be cold, down, yeah. right? <laughs> Sorry, Sam, it's a long walk. Yeah, yeah. I think you're using an excuse to get out, but uh, nonsense. No, j- yeah, Don't just, uh, just collection. But people have been loving it. I mean, it's been so nice to see people recreating their Sunday lunches at home and sending pictures back to us, and mm. um, that's been real fun, you know. Because mm. it's, it's no less um, prep here. You know, it's. Um, I worked last Sunday in the kitchen. Sorry, you worked. I know it was a mistake I, I kind of came in for a drink <laughs> so many complaints that day so um, many complaints and it was just great you know people were just dead keen to get their their normal experience back at home probably with inferior wine I would have guessed unless they got it from us but um, but <laughs> no but I'm joking and, and delivery then let's let's touch on the, the thorny topic of, of, of delivery companies because I mean you've, you're using your staff Yep. Eve, James, you're making people walk because you're lazy. I'm making fat um, people walk to yeah. wait here, Ed. <laughs> you need to start walking. Um, can you say <laughs> fat anymore? I'm not sure you can. Well, you can because you are. Well. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> I did say <laughs> So, I mean, what's, why not use... I mean, James, why not use a, a delivery service? I've noticed a few comments on, on social media sort of asking you to do that and um, you uh, generally yeah. tell people to piss off. So. Yeah, you're right. I've yeah. got a really good conspiracy theory answer. Okay, so my answer firstly is that you just can't afford to. It's um, a friend of mine, Yasser Martini, um, always said to me, it was turnover for vanity, profit for sanity. And if you want turnover, yeah, go and sign up with the delivery guys, do that. Do that, have 20% of your orders come back and say it was cold, it was, you know, whatever, whatever, and have to credit them, um, and give away 30, 35% of your you, you turn over to these guys, you know. So it's loss of control as well. It's not just it's uh, loss of control. It's loss of profit. It's um, I I think if you need to grab turnover, you do it. It's a bit like, but in the same, I see delivery as the same, um, the same as vouchers. Mm-hmm. And what you see now is some of the the, the businesses that were voucher led and discount led, and they're a shit show out there now. You mm-hmm. look at the fronts, the banners, the lights aren't working. The, you know, it it. Some of these big brands that relied on discounts are just decimated. Mm. And I think delivery is the same way. Mm. Because you, when the music stops, you're not making any bloody money. Mm. 
So why would you? And you're burning all your assets. Like all your yeah. your staff are getting burned out. Your equipment's breaking down because you're just sweating yes. the hell out of it. Yeah. And you're not making profit. So mm. what's it's the still point? Your engine. Yeah. And then what they do. This is why I don't use third-party apps. Is because what they'll do is here comes a conspiracy. No, this is. This, I, I think it's quite valid. I think I've, I've read it somewhere. Tin foil hat on there. No, it's just that what they'll do is they'll they'll deliver years, whatever. They'll come in and they'll go in. And they'll they'll start delivering all your food and all that for you. And they'll look at you. They'll watch. They'll watch all your you know algorithms and stuff. And they'll sit there and analyze it. And they'll work out in Highgate at two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. They're doing three hundred roast dinners out of that business. Three hundred out of that one. Let's open a dark kitchen round the corner in a car park and let's rip off the roast dinner market in Highgate. And we'll put our advert at the top and we'll sell all our stuff and we'll, we'll put these little pubs out of business so no we don't want you in there we don't want you know Deliveroo coming and turning up and the drivers are moody and driving around the corner 100 miles an hour we want prop, we want our people doing it keep it in house I mean I was going to ask James B to run off to get a drink um, get about, drink. Uh, get me a drink oh, thanks James that's very kind um, I mean why not get the staff delivering? I mean, you've got an electric bike. You could be out there delivering. Haywood's yeah, uh, Heath's hey, 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 different, though, isn't it? I mean, you it's, might fall it's off. It's further it. afield, though. It's not like Highgate, where we can do mile and cover 3,000 houses. We've all yeah. sort of think about, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's insurance, right? Can you guys do it? Mm-hmm. But I understand, and also from a, from a consumer point of view, delivery and eat out and uh, all the rest of it's great, because what can I get? Well, Haywood's Heath's really poor, actually, in fairness. It's, it's not great. Um, you know, but it's KFC, it's yeah. you know, a few other bits. Um, but from a business, you kind of, it smacks of desperation, really, mm. or just chasing turnover. Mm. A lot of people have to do it, you know what I mean? And even if they... I'm not making that, you know, because you look at some of the brewers now, you look at some of the brewers that do, you know, big deals, and they'll do a big deal with someone that allows them then, you know, talk about canning, for example, but it allows them to do, canning will be no margin, but the cans that they sell in the shops and the rest of it, uh, as in their own shop, they'll make mm. money on. Mm. So it's a kind of a bit of a lost leader. And I can see that with delivery. You're just, you're just making sure that your staff, your fixed costs are, are being worked. Service, yes. And yeah. we're not really in that business for us. I mean, he's got the advantage. He's got his new car. He can get out around. Yeah, since no, you're right. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. uh, that is something. It's, uh, anyway, we're not allowed to talk about the car. I um, complete the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, also opening hours delivery when you're doing these. I mean, what you're, are you all week, Keith? Or really? uh, so it's a Tuesday to Thursday from 4 till 9, uh, Friday and Saturday 12 till 9, and then Sunday 12 till 8. So that's most of the week, whereas James, you're only Thursday yeah, to no, Sunday. Friday, Friday, Sunday. Friday, Sunday. Friday, midday why, to Why, why not maximise the, the rest of it? Because, I mean, let's be honest about it. You know, everyone's ordering takeaway at all times at the moment, aren't they? Staff, there was not Staff, I mean, you've got to also think that most of the staff are sitting at home having a lovely old time, you know, and they're sitting there playing Xbox or, you know, playing with themselves or something else. (laughs) Okay, James. I wondered where you were going with that. uh, Well, you say that all the time. Still on the podcast. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you can understand from a kind of young person's point of view that getting paid 80% of your money sitting at home. Yeah, but that's why the government did it. So they had them at home. If they paid sixty yeah, percent, people would have to go and work. But eighty percent goes. You know what? In Austria, but it's still it's still costing us. Yeah, yeah, it costs us seventeen, sixteen point nine percent or something. Not that you've worked it out. Well, I've, I've sat there and worked it out. Trust me, <laughs> it's cheaper to sack people. And on that positive note, yeah. uh, let's uh, let's move on. You're 
listening to the Lock In podcast. We are now going to talk about staff. We touched on that earlier. So, I mean, let's let's talk about the uh, the challenges of um, of handling your staff. Not like that, Heath. Um, in this crisis, um, I mean, what, what how how's that been? Because I mean, it's, it, we've got the furlough scheme. You know, do you furlough people? Do you not furlough people? What what have been the the, the tough decisions you've had to make? I think the, the furlough, obviously the furlough is great, like it, it's great like that, but we still have to pay NI and pensions. Now, if you've got no income, NI and pensions is a lot of money. So it's a, it's a tough choice. Um, but yeah, it's not easy. I think, I think the consumer shouldn't think that furlough is just a kind of write-off the cost. Well, same with the staff. The staff think that the government's paying for everything and yeah. you try to explain to them, you don't want to make them, you know, but it's... You know, and the thing is, we all talk about training and stuff, and keeping staff on board and have well-trained staff is important. So you could do what Ramsey done, go and sack 400 staff, and then they'll re- retrain and rehire them later. But I want to keep my team, and I want to make you know know that I'm by their side. But it's financially, it's it's, it's hard work, mm-hmm. really hard work, mentally and you know mentally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather be open. Mm-hmm. I'd just rather be open and trading. I mean, how, you've obviously got staff on furlough, I yep. take it. Um, what sort of percentage of, of people have you got? I've got, so probably, oh, let's have a look at this. So I've got about 10 people working, uh, probably 50% of my staff are furloughed, which is not bad. But then the Winlock Arms, we've got all the staff furloughed, the Anchor Tap, all the staff are furloughed, the Lockhart, we've probably got, what, 80% furloughed? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how do you make the decision between who you fill and who you don't? Is it well, a lot of them, more attractive you keep on? Well, you want uh, your strong staff, but <laughs> yeah. don't judge everyone else by your own standards, standards, Edward. Yeah, you want your strong staff, but also you know, I mean, think you're the customers. But a lot yeah, of them, yeah. a lot of them don't want to work. No, that's the problem. Do you know what I mean? You can't, you can and can't, but you don't want to go. Like I don't want, I don't want to work with people who don't want to work. So you go for your key players. Do you know what I mean? And, some people are just like I asked all my staff at the red line. I said, "Who wants to be on furlough?" <clears throat> Most of them put their hand up. Mm. There's very, well, you know, it's the choice of being on furlough down. or working with you. So I mean, I don't know. It's a furlough all time. It's furlough yeah. every time. But also, you look at you look at the um, you're going to ask them to do lots of different roles as well in terms of in the kitchen, delivery, packaging. It's not it's not just sitting behind the bar. You want a member of staff that can just adapt and just you know roll the sleeves up. Mm. Mm. That's not everyone. No, no. I, I mean, while they're, I suppose, challenges, well, while they're furloughed and they're, they're not there, how, how do you keep them engaged? How do you sort of maintain that contact? We could do training, because training, you're legally allowed to train under furlough. You're legally allowed to train under furlough. So, um, you know, we have obviously WhatsApp groups that keeps it all engaged. and um, Probably some we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's some in WhatsApp groups. <laughs> Wish the boss would stop texting me. Um, but yeah, just you know, we're, we're quite lucky. We've got a really good team. You know, I mean, it's taken a long time, but at all the pubs, we've got really good people, and it's just checking in. Do you know what I mean? Everybody okay? Bring those bottle openers back. Where are the pens? I can never find a pen. Bring your pens back when you come back to work. Um, but just checking in with people all the time, and you know, a lot of them, you know, on their walks, they come up and say hello and see what's going on. Is there anything you can do? You know, They're kind of pals, aren't they? Most yeah. of them. You've got friend groups there that are just. Sort of look after themselves in a sense, you know. There's a lot of made of kind of mental illness and all the rest of it. You know, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of that around. Um, I mean, there's a big, big the, focus on mental health. Is, I get that. Well, I, I, think, I absolutely get it. But I think our team are quite tight. You know, across the different sites, you have they kind of do look after each other. It's a bit of a family feel. Mm. We've always said that, haven't we? It's a yeah. family business, really. Yeah. 
where's the line though? You know what I mean? Like you've got these the average age of people dying, and you know it's really unfortunate. It's eighty two, and you've got like twenty year olds sitting at home losing their minds. Like you know, really, it's not healthy. You know, we need to again. We need to get back open. I mean, are you are you is is the mental health thing? Is that something that's very much front of mind? Or right now, yeah, yeah I've got a, I've got a couple of people who are you know not in a good place at all. They really aren't in a good place, and they're they're struggling. Um, you know, one of my poor guys, his mum died a week before lockdown in Wales, and he couldn't go. Do you know what I mean? So he's like, you know, he's a mess. What do you do? Well, you do the best you can. Do you know what I mean? You try and support him as much as you can, but he's locked in an apartment by himself. You know, like how? You know, even if you were 40, 50, 60 years old, that's going to mess with you. You know, it's just that. You know, I think the collateral damage of this whole pandemic is. It's going to take years to take stock of. But, you know, that's why we need to get back open. We need to get the economy moving. We need to get jobs back, you know, and try and, if you're vulnerable, stay at home. But just get back. Otherwise, we're just going to lose generations. I, I suppose uh, let, let's look at the, the challenges that the furlough has posed. I mean, you touched on this. You said, um, actually, people don't necessarily want to come right. back to work as well. I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with it when you kind of go, actually, you know what, guys, we need you back. And they're like, actually, I'm quite happy. Ah, you got scratch on what were you saying earlier about no, playing, on, playing I, I, Xbox? I, I, had, I had one guy and I said, listen, I need you back. And he went, ah, this is the first lockdown. He goes, can you wait another week? I said, why? He goes, well, I was planning on going to holiday to Scotland. Like, are, you, are you effing serious? I haven't had a holiday all year. I'm working here. You made him take the holiday as well, like. So, yeah, no, but I, I, if you're going to be like that, like I don't want you around me, go and enjoy your holiday, but don't complain mm. to me when there's no shifts at the end of this. But I think that you know? comes back to but it's a bigger, there's a bigger thing here, which is about careers in, in the licensed trade, in the pub yeah, trade, just... which is that people don't take it seriously. And mm. that's what we talked about earlier about the, um, the 50 100 guys having gone through the trade. But we've, we've long since had an issue with this, and Keith Knowles and the like have gone on about this, and Franca and um, the guys about you know really having this taken as a serious trade and people mm-hmm. don't and they look at it and go well I can tell you 80% of my wages sit at home and do you know what he if you don't tell me about I'll go somewhere else well they earn decent cash you really can't you know, go anywhere this gone. is the rock no this is interesting but the, but the attitude of the youngsters is that I can go somewhere there's an arrogance with it mm-hmm. and um and I think that's that's, well, that's the same that's thing with chef for years there was oh, always chef oh my Christ. right now they're a dime yeah. a dozen yeah yeah. I remember when I lived in America, I used to live in Dallas, Texas, and there was a restaurant called Del Frisco's Steak Restaurant. And the um, the, the wait like before they deported you. Or... Yeah, no, 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 no. that was great. Different oh, that story. Was sorry, yeah. Um, and at Del Frisco's, the guy put the waiter put up his job on it, like you know, for sale. He was selling mm-hmm. his position for a hundred thousand US dollars. Really? He got on David Letterman and all these shows, and he looked after four tables a night, and he made a hundred grand a year in tips. Yeah. Hundred grand a year. That's taken seriously out there. Mm. Over here, oh, anybody can do this job. Well, it's the same on the continent, isn't it? You, yeah. you wouldn't think twice about seeing sort of a middle-aged man as a waiter, and you know, yeah. that's his career. Whereas over here, it, it's, it's frowned upon. It's, it's yeah. It's, if you said to your parents, "I'm going to become a bartender," off they stuck you through. Yeah, you know. I mean, what, what we need are, are real role models of people that we can hold up. Um, people like you. Yeah. Uh, that we can hold up. Actually, now I'm, I'm probably a bad example. Not, 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 someone else. It was going. It was going. 
in the right direction, but, you know, but we went down a cul de sac. But what kills me in this country is, right, you'll get, you'll get some, uh, you guys have a real class system, which obviously we don't have in New Zealand. Yeah, but we have no class in New Zealand, something Well, you don't really, know. it's a bit rough. But <laughs> over here, you guys will have, it's all right when posh guys go and open pubs, and their mum and daddy go, oh, this is amazing, and they go, oh, Giles has got a pub, isn't it beautiful? He's done really well. He's been eating educated, and he's got the family money behind them, and they support him. But if I go and go, oh, I've got a pub, they go, oh, yeah, really? Oh, that's nice. Well done, you. Good on you. Kit from Henderson. Yeah, coming all the way from the, the Antipodes. <laughs> well, it was a long boat ride, was it? Piss off. You swam, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I wish. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, different, it's a different mentality over here. Back home, it's different as well. Like, it's just a bit more, it's a bit more honest. Over here, it just seems like if you're in the pub trade, you're a second-class citizen, and that's what's happening with the government right now. Mm. We just, we, 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 we don't matter. So, I mean, coming back to staff before he starts ranting on a complete tangent there. Again, we covered this. All right. So, I mean, we've been here. We don't need to hear it again. He, uh, at least he's wearing shoes today. That's a, that's a bonus. Uh, it's cold outside. So, I mean, in terms of the difference between so the last lockdown and this lockdown with staff, have we noticed any difference? Is there, I mean, I, I notice it in, in, in our teams and things, so it's a kind of a little less energy. We're all a little bit like, oh, we'd be there before. Definitely colder. And, and yeah, the weather's a bit shit so yeah. and everything. I mean, what's, what's it like for, for you guys? I mean, how, how are staff reacting this time round compared to last time? I think they look at it as a holiday. I just think, honestly, they think, great. Till March. Yeah, Ooh. government's going to, all oh, government's expending <laughs> furlough. Yeah, I just think they, No, no, seriously, I, I mean that. But yeah. they, they don't, it's just one big holiday for them. It's a great excuse. It's like getting the dole, but you still have a job and it's all okay. Yeah, just, I'm bored of it as well. Yeah. I think that's where the, the, the whole thing, though, in, in serious, the, the whole um, 16, 16 rate similar heater, you know, um, still contributing. It's not, you don't get a free pass. No. It's, um, it's still eroding still your business you. yeah, with no yeah, turnover. Yeah, yeah, which is why it's important to have that strings you bear the takeaway. And no operator wants further. Mm. They want to be open. Mm. No operator wants any other help. They just want to be open. Mm. And, and the thing is, some great operators have gone by the wayside now for no fault of their own. Mm. But just reopen. Just let us open. open. Reopen and let people be grown-ups and risk manage their own lives. I think that's the point. Okay, you're listening to Lock In Podcast with myself, Ed Bennington, uh, James Cusperson, and Heath Ball. Um, we're going to now... Thanks for smacking your phone on the table. Eh? Sorry. Uh, we're now going to talk about... We're going to talk about your favourite subject, Heath, customers, which uh, is probably why you were doing vandalism to your phone. So, uh, I mean, this is a long period we've had a long period sustained period during the summer which we we couldn't connect with customers we've now got this month long period now I mean how are you handling that how are you um, you have a great relationship with your customers you're notorious for loving them I still like you know what what's soul destroying is when you get people ring up and go "Um, I see on your website that you're open no, we're not. We just, our website hasn't been updated yet. We're, we're trying to get it updated. I do not think you should update your website. We're trying to. Like, it's not that easy, but it's like day two of lockdown. You could pay something. And they love telling you what's wrong. They, love, they want to be right. Congratulations, you're right. Yeah, it does say that. We're not open. The government said we've got to close. I'm just I'm bored of just, just stop. Take stock, what you're saying to me. One lady complained. She goes, it, just, it doesn't stop. Like, I know they're not there anymore, but 
please, just bear in mind what you're doing. Fuck, think before you speak. They don't. They just don't understand. So even though you're closed, your customers are still tormenting you. Yeah, they're complaining about stuff. Like, I'm not taking Christmas bookings because I want to wait and see what happens. And everybody's saying, you should go and do this. Like, it's going to be, it's, we're going to open on the 3rd or the 4th, whatever it is, and it's going to be tier 2. But I want confirmation before I waste my time going and taking loads of bookings, and then I know what will happen. I'll take a booking on the 3rd, and that we won't be open. And then that person will go, well, you've got my booking. I want you to move it to the 8th. And I'll go, well, there's no bookings left on the 8th. And they'll kick off. Or they'll just leave you a bad TripAdvisor review. Yeah, come on. Like, why do people, you know, even during lockdown, people were leaving shit reviews. <laughs> just, what is that? I think you just attract it, don't you? I think they do it just to wind me up and just to see what response they'll get from me. James, are you uh, very active on TripAdvisor by any chance? Um, I occasionally. Occasionally, the odd review. It's, uh... You told that guy. What did you say to that? I, I, even I was like, put the phone down, James. You were having a banter with that guy on uh, Facebook. Just leave it alone. Well, oh, just, you know, I think one of the great things about being self-employed, I mean, in places that the ability to, um, to respond honestly, you know, you're not having to think about, um, like you, Ed, obviously, you know, what my boss thinks. And um, <laughs> you can think bollocks and just throw it at them. You know, we're, we're fortunate to be busy when we're open. And, um, yeah, you can just tell them what you think. And I think you need that, you know? I, I mean, how, how are you... I mean, I mean, Heath saying connected to your customers. You want to sever the connection as much as possible. But uh, how do you stay connected to to those customers? Social media is great, right? Mm. I mean, social media is fantastic. Although there's some people saying, you know, you're only doing your Sunday roast on a Sunday. I love that. The amount of times I had a guy ring up the other day on Saturday. (laughs) He wanted his Sunday roast. And I said, no, that's on Sunday. He goes, oh, really? You're not doing Sunday roast on Saturday? Like, can you hear yourself speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And this guy, this guy is a smart They're not guy. smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I tell you what about smart people. Let me, I've got a theory about smart people. No common sense. Go on, give they've me They've got that. none at all. <laughs> none at all. <laughs> they've, spent, they've spent their life at university and they're super bright and they can follow the stock market and that. They can't tie their shoe. They're <laughs> fucking stupid. Whereas in Henderson, I didn't have shoes in Henderson. Where, where are shoes were I went from, man? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... No, I get it. I, I hate our customers too. I don't hate them. I don't just, really? Oh, no, I don't... Like, you dislike you know, like, them no, intensely. I, just, it's, it, it's, I feel like Basil at Faulty Towers sometimes with, with his wife and the customers and Manuel. And, well, you've yeah. got the rat story. So. Oh, yeah, I've got it all, mate. But I just think... I, just be nice. If you're nice, just be nice. What, why can't you just be nice people? Why is everybody so shitty? Did you have a customer ring up and try and book a table the other night? What's that? You had a customer ring you and try to book a table in lockdown. Yeah. 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 They don't what, like, and they get upset with you and they go, "But why? Why can't?" Well, my, my favourite one is our reservation system. Still, we haven't cancelled all the reservations. We haven't had a chance. And well, I just got a confirmation. So uh, you're still open? No, we're not. But I've got a confirmation. It's automatic. Oh, well, you should really sort that out. Yeah, I know. I've got a lot of. Well, thousand. you should sort that out. Yeah, I've got a thousand other problems to worry about. Why do people have to be such shits? <laughs> So staying in touch with your customers is important to you, is it? Yeah, well, yeah. I think they like the fact that I'm a bit mental and surly and angry. It's a bit of a show. It's not yeah. really a show, is it? It's yeah, I just don't like people. No, it's just people. Hates people. I, I, do. I hate you two. You're boring. <laughs> I mean, you're in the best job for somebody who really enjoys... But, you know, I started life time. as somebody who really liked people. Really? Did I you? did. I really did. For about a week. Was that in New Zealand or...? But I, you know, I mean, I don't think you guys. I honestly think you Brits don't know how good you've got it with your pubs. 
I think, and that's what pisses me off because you're really lucky. Where I come from, the pubs are shit. And you come over here and they're amazing. I remember walking into my first pub in this country and it was a beautiful summer's May day or May spring day. Summer's and, May day. Oh, it's it's like and I went out at half a pint of cider and they were happy people. And if I walked into a pub in New Zealand, Jesus Christ, it, it's not a pretty sight. You've all got teeth over here and shoes. Um, back home, it's very different. So I think, you know, and that's what really upsets me with what the government's doing with lockdown and all that. It's just destroying the most amazing thing you guys have in this country, other than that, the weather. <laughs> so, I mean, any advice you'd offer to uh, to other operators in terms of sort of staying connected to customers and uh, yeah, maintaining I, those well, relationships? You know, one of my one of my sort of, them on the phone when yeah, they but one of my sort of things is um, I, you know, I like to get, I, I go and sweep the front yard yeah, on the school run. So, you know, it sounds a bit gimmicky, but I go out there on the school run when all the mums taking the kids to school, and I'll go and sweep. Right, yeah, I'll sorry, say that again. Yeah, all the mums take. Yeah, all the mums. But I go and sweep the front yard. And, you know, I'll be out there sweeping and cleaning and picking up cigarette bars. How's your wife feel about that? She doesn't really pay attention to me anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm out there and you want to be seen. You know, I spend a lot, like, and just cleaning and stuff and just doing that sort of stuff just shows people, A, you care and you're around. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's, you know, that's sort of my, my early morning thing. It only takes five minutes. How about you, James? Yeah, and the same, really. Just been about the site. Wait for the school run and then go and sweep up. Always after wait for the school run. So. Um, be about the site and be on social. Just be connected as you can, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, a slight change of subject here, but uh, I mean, we touched on this earlier with with finances and, and grants and things like that. Um, obviously, you weren't eligible last time round. Yeah. Uh, are you eligible this time? What three grand a month? I don't want to sound ungrateful, but Jesus, make it, you know, last time was based on your rates under 51,000. You know, what about actually we bring that into, you know, they don't want to give the money out. Like, give me, in Austria, you get 80%. If you shut, or they want you to shut, they'll give you 80% of your profit from that year, Mm -hmm. that month. Do that then. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, the more successful you are, the the left you're left out in the cold. It's not fair. Are you you claiming the money? Well, I'm not even going to work. It sounds terrible. I just don't, like... Well, you've got yeah. a car to pay for. <laughs> and a wife and two children, two dogs, 20, 25 staff at the red line, another 29. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I know the, the, the thing is that the government will say that and then the local government will make it really difficult to get. I just don't have that energy for it anymore. You know what I mean? I mean, the challenge with that, though, is if you don't claim it, you're probably going to end up paying for it. Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah, true. Oh, just let us open. <laughs> Just let us open. I'm bored now. Hopefully Boris is listening. No, he won't listen. He doesn't listen to anybody. He doesn't even listen to his hairdresser. <laughs> he certainly doesn't listen to his hairdresser. <laughs> Says the two bald men. Yes, we bald we know when there's a time to let go, Ed. Yeah. Yeah, the time's coming, my friend. <laughs> clicking on. I'm clicking on. <laughs> clicking on. If there's a strong wind, you're screwed. Okay, and let's move on to the final session of the Lock In Podcast. And let's cast our views forward, our minds forward. Let's look at the future. Um, I mean, Heath, you've been pretty pessimistic uh, from the start throughout this podcast here um, on on what's going to happen. I mean, where do you see things going? I think they'll let us open in uh, December with loads of restrictions. And then they'll turn around in January and go, you guys ruined it. We've got higher rates now. We're going to shut you back down, and then we'll be shut again. Another lockdown of hospitality, um, and then 
will muddle on through to March and then they'll the, vi the cure will be rolled out and it'll be the second coming of Christ and then we'll be allowed to open. That's where I sort of see it going. James? Uh, I feel Could you be a little bit more positive? Um, yeah, no, I, th I think they'll come I think they'll come out of December. They can't give everything away. They'll keep the 10pm curfew because I think broadly that kind of works through Christmas. Um, and then I think you'll be all right. I mean, that, that's do you think? Do you think they're going to just? Yeah, you do. know what? They're going to leave us alone in January, I the do. worst month of the year. And everybody's going to turn around. No, and, I do. I do. And everyone's going to turn around and go, "I'm not drinking for January." No, we'll be allowed to be open. We'll have no yeah. support, and that will be it. Great. No, Are I you do. doing dry January? A massive supporter of that. Yeah. Bullshit. yeah. You should try low carb year. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> I am. I, no, I don't. Does make me walk for my take on you. I genuinely think. I think that's what. That's where it'll go. I think we'll be um, we'll be slightly restricted on hours, but I mean the the ten pm curfew thing is just bullshit though, isn't yeah. it? I mean that's well, the it's biggest evidence, 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 right? So the whole thing's about evidence. There's no evidence. No. And that's the thing that just irks us the most. You think it's going to stay? I mean, to be fair, we're we're not we're questioning it. We're asking for. I was saying to you earlier, you know, we're we're asking the question about the 10 p.m. They need, and we're they, getting nothing back. So what so. they need to do is they need to be clear. This is bullshit what they're doing. They need to be clear. Guys, this is what you need to plan for. We can't plan for anything. Mm. Are we really going to open on that date? Give us the date. 100% yeah. commit to that date. He says that, but he said we wouldn't have a lockdown. He said we'd have a tier system. He's a liar. So give us the date. Stop. Just let us open. It's frustrating. His head's going to explain. Oh, no, it's, just, it's just enough's enough, man. It's just bullshit what this government's doing. I, I mean, they're, they're talking about a tier four as well, oh, which piss is a, off. Uh, which, <laughs> which is a worry. I mean, what what is a tier four? I mean, it's a lot. Surely it's just going to be a complete lockdown. No one can count that high anyway. Like enough. Well, you know, no, you know what I mean. Though. You run out of fingers yeah. after but, that. But, tier one. What does that actually mean? Customers ask us. Yeah. It's, it's well, customers ask you to fight the bloody ban, don't they? They ask yeah. you to go. Well, oh. why don't you push back? No, okay. I think we. I think <laughs> hospitality. Did you, did you see the pub that did say they were going to wait? Yeah. And they announced it, and then uh, and then unfortunately the police came and knocked, and they had to say, well, actually, no. Surely the police don't want to be policing this. Surely, if we all got together and we Some said problem. enough, you know what I mean? Like, where's where's the voice in hospitality saying we're not going to take this anymore? Well, it's you, isn't it? We don't have it. No, 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 we don't have it. Though. Too small. Um, I think that's very sad. We don't. We need someone to say, well, come he's on. Too small. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, we I, need. Come on. We. It, this is the problem, though, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, we're we're caught in the middle. We're we're getting the uh, we're bearing the brunt of it. And I mean, let's not even get into the night late night set. I mean, those guys. Oh man, Jesus, come they on. are. I mean, they're taking a kick in. Uh, Absolutely yeah, taking yeah, a kick yeah, in. Yeah. And, and I, my heart goes out to them because they've got nothing. They can't no. do anything. They've got to sit there and, no, and suck it up and try and climb. But. We're, as an industry, we're taking a kick in for this. And, and it's 2% transmission. 2%. Yeah. 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 And it's three, there's no... no... Three or two to three. Man, like... That, not that do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's just not it's fair. Like, I, I'm just... I'm beyond done with this government. The first time around, I was like, okay, we'll lock down, cool. Oh, we'll get through it. This time, it's just like, we're not going to lock down. We're going to be in tier systems and that. Mm. And then he just gets bullied into doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Um, yeah. Agreed. It's yeah. I mean the the I guess the the are we going to I mean you're right actually Heath, I think you say you know we'll we'll come out, we'll have a Christmas and then they'll blame us for it again. I mean when does that stop? 
When, when do they just... When we say enough's enough. When we turn around and we say to the government, no more, we're not doing this anymore. They can't keep on doing this to us. It's not fair. We've, like, they, do they read the stuff? Do they read the data? They don't. It's just... We're going to destroy the economy. We're going to destroy people's lives. What is it? Suicide rates have gone up 200%. Where does it stop? You know, I, I get it. People are dying, but what is it? 17th biggest cause of death in the UK is COVID or 19th? Mm. Come on. I mean, the, 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 the bright spot that we've had this week has been the amounts of a vaccine. There's talks of other vaccines coming mm. through as well. I mean, what, what do you think about that? What, what are your thoughts? Oh, I don't want to be first in the queue for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got six fingers. I don't need any more. <laughs> I mean, but do you think that's going to help? Do you think we're going to see... I think it gives confidence and it probably helps and they'll, you know, it, yeah, it's a long way away. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's be honest, it's a long way away from where we need it to be and it's, you know, but it's hope. Mm. But yeah, just, are we ever going to be the same again? No. Is hospitality no. ever going to be the same no, again? No, and anybody yeah. who says it's going to be the same and we can't wait to get back to normal, this, there is yeah. no new normal. No, no, the world's changed. I mean, who's going to survive this? Which operator? Well, I mean, let's, let's, let's have a look. I mean, what, what operators are, are going to be left standing at the end? Oh, I think there'll be a few. You know, the old boys, I suppose, Youngs, they, they, did, they didn't do well in their, their forecast or their profits today and stuff. But I think there'll be, I don't know. Old money. Old, old money, money, yeah. I think new money's highly leveraged. I think we're quite lucky. We're, we're not leveraged, so I think we'll be okay. But if you've, got, if you've leveraged, you know, on expansion... You, you're gone for the wrong reasons too you know totally out of control you can never have expected this 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 doesn't this isn't in any business plan mm. you know what I mean this is this is just a and that's why it's sad that's why it's sad that's why some great operators will go and um, yeah what are we going to left with though are we going to end up with a high street full of Witherspoons maybe Jesus <laughs> you know what I mean it's a nice coffee apparently Good early breakfast. Cheap air. Cheap air. Yeah, but pubs are more don't than that. don't have you running them But that's well. the thing, though. Pubs are more than that. And that's what's sad. But uh, more that, than cheap beer. That's going to be the, the, the tragedy, isn't it? For me, I, I think, is, is that loss of if we lose that kind of, that fundamental base of those communities, so the wet-led boozers, yeah. that, you know, just the, the glue, aren't they? Yeah, and, really and, much and so. It's, I mean, that's what you said yourself, you know, Heath, you, you moved from the arse end of nowhere to, to the UK, to the centre of the world, mm. obviously, uh, and you fell in love with pubs. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason yeah, for that. Enough. And whether it's a crusty old boozer in the middle of nowhere or a, you know, gorgeous sort of thatched cottage in the middle of sort of the countryside, I mean, that's what's so great about pubs, isn't it? And if, if we lose that, that's, that's a tragedy. I've always had this fear, and I've said this before, I've always had this fear in the future that pubs are just going to get decimated, and what we're going to end up with is this pub in central London, and the tourists walk in... What, the red line and something? Yeah. And the tourists walk in, and they, have, they, get, they order a pint. They don't drink it, because no one drinks alcohol anymore. Mm. And they get their photo taken, and then they get a nice little card, like a Disney thing, and they go. And that's a pub experience. Mm. You know, like, we can't... You know, I know... You know, look at France in the 60s. They, they sort of... The government went against alcohol... And all that's happened in the modern day now is that people take more antidepressants in France than drink alcohol. Mm. So what's the trade-off? And what's better for you to be in a pub having you know, intellectual banter with a friend 
or drunk banter with a friend than sitting at home taking antidepressants watching fucking reality TV. Mm. So, you know, we've got to savour that. What's your choice of reality TV? I don't know. Uh, probably, probably people who take photos of their cats and their, their um, bunny rabbits and their children. You know, that's <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know, Ed. Does that ring a bell with you? No, no. No, no, no. No, not at all. Yeah, I just spend my time on Instagram looking at people I know and their cats and rabbits. <laughs> But, you know, like, yeah, wouldn't you rather just be at the pub having a laugh with your mate? Absolutely. With your mate. It's just you have one. I mean, I don't want any more. <laughs> Let's not complicate birthdays. <laughs> we've, we've established he doesn't like people. We've I say mate really loose, I just mean myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I mean, the flip side of this, of course, and, it, and it's a difficult one to, to broach, but is this will create opportunities. Oh, very much so. You I mean, know, maybe it'll give you know some young entrepreneurs a real go at like doing something really different, and it'll rethink the pub market, and maybe you know we'll be better for it. Um, and you know, you know, what, is, what did, what did uh, Confucius say? Through through chaos, there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be loads of opportunities. Deep for you. Yeah, well, I read sometimes <laughs> books with letters but I think you know. I think there's going to be loads of opportunity, and I think you know if you can if you can hold hold your own through this, and then get through to the, the spring and the summer, um, it's a good time to pick up sites. Mm. And you know, um, but what we don't is we don't want massive corporations picking up sites and just making it very vanilla on the high street. We need independent operators, and we need people who've got something different. Mm. I mean, that, that's 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 the challenge, isn't it? We've seen sort of prior to this, we saw things starting to change in terms of those. I mean, that that escalation or. Uh, you know, the inflation of the market. I mean, that's that's going to change, isn't it? Yeah. I think the toxic lease thing's going to change. Mm. I think that kind of land grab on people just buying whatever, paying whatever they want to for a site in, you know, W1, that's mm. got to change, though. Yeah. I think people have got to wake up from that. Yeah, but it's hard, though, isn't it? Because those companies who own those, who own those buildings have got, you know, they've got pension funds and they've got all this mm. and they've got to report back. And how do you change that? You know, it's... Hey. it's it's, I don't know. It's kind of that, that top-down reform, which uh, potentially, so. yeah. uh, who knows what that's going to change. Realignment, really, because people are paying silly money for stuff, weren't they? Oh, we, were, we were in for a couple of bits before, and it was like, you weren't really in the market, because someone's going to pay silly money to just beat you. And it was like... I'm so glad we didn't get involved in a lot of that stuff, because right oh. now, oh, man, some of the stuff we were going We've for... We've some bullets, man. You know, and I think, I think that's, you know, I'm quite happy about that. I think going forward, I'm only going to do stuff, and we'll do stuff that we, we can sort of know that it's, you know, so many sites, so many operators had sites that were, were losing money, but their other sites were making money. Yeah. I don't want that. Like, I never want that. And you want the ones that are making money, can you make more money on, rather yeah. than trying to be a, you know... But that's vanity, isn't it? Is. Yeah, How, it you know, is. I've got, yeah, I've got yeah, 300 yeah. sites. Oh, well done you. How stressful is that? Mm. Yeah. Small is good at the moment. So I tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we should probably draw it to a close. But uh, thank you very much, gentlemen, for that. Thank you. Pleasure. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. And uh, who knows what we'll be talking about then. Hopefully uh, life after lockdown. Mm.